A story has the power to change the world, whether for good or for evil. Stories instill fear, keeping you up all hours of the night. They instill inspiration, working their way through your brain until you change your life. They instill sadness, bravery, desperation, and hope. Stories can connect thousands of souls to one another, or make a single soul feel that it's completely alone. The power of the story is unmeasured, endless, and infinite. This is one such story, a story from the dream wave. Today's broadcast is a recording found playing on a loop from a radio in New York, tuned in between two popular channels. The channel was recently lost to static, but not before the broadcast was recorded. Most experts regard this as a mere prank, kids with an inclination towards technology over law and order. Still, there are those that believe this broadcast is real, and that it details an adventure of two scientists, Dr. Caruso and Dr. Alvarez. Scientists that will someday pioneer time travel in the year 2090. Those that believe this transmission to be real were horrified by what they heard, and the debate still rages on about whether it is a trick or a warning. But we'll let you decide for yourself. April 14th, year 2090, the New York Institute of Experimental Time Travel theoretical past event sector. The time is 1323, on day 458 of the Big Bang confirmation experiment. Today, I, Dr. Caruso, and my co-pilot, Dr. Alvarez, use the Akinoi model time ship to confirm the existence of the Big Bang theory by viewing it. And when Alexander saw the breath of his domain, he wept, for there were no more worlds to conquer. Today, we remember these immortal words of Plutarch, because, like Alexander, today we add the suffix, the great, after each of our names. Just do the logs, don't embellish. I think we might be getting ahead of ourselves. There's always the chance the voyage does not work. Perhaps. But people have been sent back 50, 100, and 200 years now. And they've always returned safely. And as far as we can tell, the timeline has always remained intact. This is different than 200 years. This is a bigger leap than we have ever made, than anyone has ever made. Just because it's never been done does not mean it should never be done. You know that's not what I'm saying. Yet those are our only two options, stay or go. I know. I'm proud of the work we've done. I just... I have my reservations. The more I think of looking to the future, of new world, the more I wonder if we really know our own world that well. Different times when our own time is so uncontrolled. I know our field is important, but I think before we christen the Titanic and label ourselves geniuses, 
we should actually test the thing first. And testing something of this magnitude may cost us everything. Maria, I respect your reservations, but I do need to be certain of your participation or lack thereof in this experiment. I'm about to turn on the machine and program the jump. Do you still wish to participate? Yes. Yes, I do. Very well. I'm happy to have you, Maria. You're one of the brightest minds of our world. I know your research was primarily on the theoretical timeline, but I appreciate you agreeing to join me in this experiment. I appreciate that, Regina. I think very highly of you and your work. I appreciate the ambition of this experiment. Still, it is important to me to know the risks. Well said. A toast to acknowledging reservations and damning them to hell. Let's do this. To us. Turn it on. On. I'm setting the date. I'm securing the suits and my belt. Yes, I'm strapping in now. And now we go. T minus three, two, one. Maria, what was that sound? I have no idea. It shouldn't have done that. I hope something didn't break. April 14th. Oh, I suppose we don't really know when. Both I, Dr. Regina Caruso, and Dr. Maria Alvarez are alive and well. We have yet to exit the machine and see where we are. We are putting on our spacesuits, which are sealed shut and heat-proofed, for any eventuality that might come across in whatever lies outside of the machine. If our calculations are correct, then there should be nothingness that awaits us. We are before life itself, here to document what exactly began the world. There should be nothing. No air, no sun, no gravity. Wait. But there is gravity. Everything in the ship is way down. That shouldn't be possible. If we went back to before the Big Bang, then there should be nothing here. Wait. We are reporting the presence of gravity. Something isn't right. Wait. Regina. Press your ear to the side of the ship. Listen. Wind? How? Without atmosphere, there can't be wind. You don't think... What is it, Maria? When we transported, that loud crashing sound. Is it possible we didn't transport into nothingness, but that we landed? On a planet? I mean, it would still be Earth, where New York City would be. The time machine doesn't move us through space, just time. So we'd be in whatever was in the place that New York would later be. But... Before the Big Bang, there is nothing. Maybe we missed our mark. Maybe it's just not possible to go back that far, and we just ended up somewhere in the past. Suit up anyways. Let's get out of this thing and look around. Remember to be delicate. Let's not scare the locals.
then again, scaring the locals may not be an immediate concern. Why is there ice everywhere? I... This is a mistake. But I swear I changed the settings before we left. I checked the work. You checked the work. The university committee checked the work. Everyone did. I calculated the time. You checked the safety of the timeline. What could have gone wrong? Maybe we went back to the Ice Age. Where should we go? What should we do? If it is the past, is there anything to do? I don't feel like waiting for a woolly mammoth to stroll by. I... Maria, what's wrong? I... We're not in the past. What? Over there. There are lights. They're organized in a grid and... It looks like they're inside of something. Buildings? Is it civilization? I, I swear I said it back. I did. You had to have done something. This, this can't be New York. Let's walk over there and see if we can find some people. Should we really find someone and ask them? Won't they think we're crazy? No. Who knows how long they've had time travel technology. There may be an auto zone for time machines. You're right. This... This isn't civilization. It's a metropolis. These buildings... They're unlike anything I've ever seen. I'll describe them for the records. Dr. Alvarez is referring to the tall hexagonal structures with dome roofs. They look like they are made from something akin to glass, but in a deep purple color. The buildings are stacked like massive hives. There's a sheen on all of them, like you might see on soap bubbles. These roads, they're the smoothest I've ever seen. They're like made from yellowish-orange marble. They also seem to be creating light as well. This is such a hellishly beautiful world. It looks so meticulously chaotic. Regina. I think we're in the future, not in the past. There's nothing like this on Earth. That's incredible, Maria. We've made history. No one has successfully trekked to the future before. Successful may be premature, Regina. Where did the blizzard go? Turn around. It seems as if we've passed through a membrane of sorts, keeping the blizzard out. Regina, my scans are showing high levels of oxygen. I think the air is safe to breathe. Should we chance it? Far less of a chance that we'll accidentally initiate a war if we can communicate properly. Look! People! Hello, may we ask you gentlemen a question? I don't think they speak English. We must be centuries, perhaps even thousands of years in the future if the language in New York City has changed. It doesn't sound like any language I've ever heard. We are What do we do? I don't know. Do you think they understand help? I think they understand your face. They seem concerned. They seem lovely, but I have no clue where to go. Look on the signs of these buildings. This isn't the Latin alphabet. We're sunk. Let me try something. 
What are you going to try? I feel like touching my throat should be enough of a sign to have them either lead us to some sort of embassy or hospital. Cool. Ralco? It worked. They're leading us. With any luck, Ralco means embassy. We can only hope. Maria, I don't think this is an embassy. No, I think this is a hospital. They must have thought I meant sick. Maybe we're so far in the future that we don't even recognize our sounds as a language. We must sound sick. We might be sick. This... It doesn't seem real. How advanced they must be. Not a wheel in the hospital, not a phone ringing. And how clean. Does he look like he's in charge? The tall one in the gray cloth? Yes, that's the one. Oh, he's coming over. What's in his hands? He placed something into his mouth, but... What are those other ones? They look like earbuds. Are we meant to put them in? I think so. Can you understand me now? <laughs> Why, yes! Why? Those were inventions from many years ago, meant to translate all languages to unite the world. I have the speaker, and you have the receiver. Hardly necessary anymore. We've since standardized all language. I am Fulham, a technological consultant at this hospital. When are we? What year is this? We are in the year 44,733. How could our calculations be so off? What calculations? We're from the year 2090. We developed the technology to travel through time. We had intended on traveling to the past, but it, it seems as if we jumped forward. How is that possible? We have not yet developed the technology to travel through time. There are scientists in the world who are working on it, but there has been no progress this advanced. I wonder why that is. Our time has had the ability to time travel for years now. Just never forward. I thought perhaps if we were 13 billion years in the future, that we must have simply written AD instead of BC. AD? BC? Before Christ and after death, or more formally, Anno Domini, Latin for in the year of our Lord. That's how we measure our two increments of time. I suppose you don't use such units anymore. To my memory, we never did. Well, these measurements were already coming out of style in 2090, our year. As that is over 10,000 years ago, I suppose it just fell out of your common records. I suppose. I don't work in a historical field. I'm a technician's expert for the hospital. As luck would have it, we work in science as well. We're some of the pioneers of this technology. Current mistake notwithstanding. This is remarkable. I will get you both to our local government. Perhaps they can better transport you to the national government, and I'm sure they can help you more than I ever could. Though I am sorry to report that this is the worst time to which you could have traveled. We landed out in the snow. How often are there blizzards? There are always blizzards, every hour of every day. Why? Wait, Regina. Hang on. What do you mean one of the worst times? 
I can answer both of your questions at once. Our government has been involved in a war for the last few thousand years. There were moments of peace, but far more moments of war. But the standardized language? Surely this is some social success. Compromises had to be made. It depends on whom you ask. Some say it was a step forward for globalization. Some say that it erased the original cultures. Those who preferred those moments alive came to form their own nation instead of the government of the world that was formed. There were, of course, precipitating factors such as the unification of lands, or rather the involuntary unification. The government of Vinstock, the largest land in the world at the time, forcefully united the world in order to gain consistency and globalization. We bridged the gaps of cultures and lands, both figuratively and literally. They became the Confederation of Nations. It couldn't have been possible to run a democratic nation on a Pangean government like that. Pangea? Pangea. When all the lands of the world were one cohesive land? That's how it was in 2090. No, billions of years ago from our time. You don't know of Pangea? Dr. Ralvarez, please. What does that have to do with the snow? We had united under war. Nuclear warheads forcing the hands of the unwilling. When some places emancipated, they kept the nuclear arsenals on their land and formed the Republic of Takan, a nation meant to focus on the resurrection of individual cultures. After a while, it became military scientists' job not to find out the best defensive move, but the best defensive move, to protect the world from complete annihilation on both sides. The world's population dropped by half in all of the killings. The world ran quiet and segregated for 170 years, but the planet itself was irreparably damaged. Here you'll find blizzards are all that exist on Dehan's surface, but a ring around the center is stripped of all land and only exists in magma roads and fire. This has been the only thing separating our two pole nations. Dehan? Yes, here. That's your country's name? No, here. Dehan, the fifth planet from the suns. I... Dr. Caruso, sidebar. One moment, Dr. Alvarez. The world erupted into a nuclear holocaust. You are neither in peace nor in war. You have technology that would water the mouth of any scientist in our world, and none of it is of use. Matters of war are hardly ever scientifically driven. Everyone was so focused on our scientific progress, the environmental structures, the medications, no one noticed the social tensions bubbling under the surface until they erupted like... Mount Vesuvius? What's that? Dr. Caruso, I really need to speak with you. Now. All the better. I will get someone from our local government on the line and run things through the spice loop. You mean the grapevine? I don't understand. Unimportant. Go run the spice loop. Regina, something is terribly wrong. Who knew the future would be so grim that we were doomed? That's not what I'm talking about. Mount Vesuvius, Pangea, BC, and AD? It's been over 40,000 years. They may have forgotten some of the past in the way, but you don't know all that happened with the dinosaurs. First of all, the dinosaurs didn't keep records. 
We did. And Dehan, fifth planet from the suns? What about the course of time and space could have changed our position in the solar system and added more suns? I... I don't know. I captured it all for the log. Maybe now that we know, we can prevent this from happening. Are you not listening, woman? I don't think we're in the future. Well, not for our world. We can't be. We don't know this for certain. Let me think. There still might be something we can do to change things. We can fix this. We were top scientists in our time. Regina, you're blind to the limitations of our field. I followed you, and I would do it again, but something is horribly wrong. I... wait. He said the worst time to be. If they're enjoying neither peace nor war, how could it be the worst? No one can do anything for you right now. You'll have to stay here for the time being. I'll take you to shelter. What? Why? I was telling you before, for the last 170 years, we've been divided by the magma barriers, building up our defensive measures as the year goes on. Recently, there have been stirrings from Takan, stirrings that they had weapons that no one could believe. In return, we built our arsenal bigger and stronger, news of which reached them. They thought we were on the attack, and there have been frantic negotiations for months to tempt both sides into peace. But these discussions may have been more fruitful in decades past. Apparently, these talks failed as of today. It is said Takan will fire any second now, and we can only respond in kind. Now? War? Who knows precisely when, but something was detected by our satellites. Something is coming our way. We must get underground now. No! We must get back to our time machine and leave. If they destroy the machine, we'll never get back. We can never tell people what we saw, and we can never prevent this. I... What, Fulham? What did you want to say? I... Follow me. This cannot leave this room. Who would we tell? We we still don't know if they fired something. The peace talks are still being reviewed and continued, but... But? If they fired something, if we fired something, if both of our arsenals are fired at once... Follow It is highly unlikely anyone or anything would survive. Not just what's on the surface, not just underground... Our arsenals have been built up for over 15,000 years. They're so powerful, so deadly, we think they might wipe out life on this world. We have to get back in time right now to stop it. Maria, let's go. Maria. Maria, you're white as a sheet. Speak to me. It will wipe out life on this world. Is there a chance that it would expand beyond this world? That your arsenals, fired in unison, may destroy the planet and create not a global holocaust, but a galactic holocaust? Some scientists have hypothesized, but obviously we couldn't know without firing any of them. Maria, what are you getting at? Regina, we didn't go to the future. I don't... We went exactly to when we expected...
What do you mean? When did you mean to go? We went to the beginning of time in our world to find out what sparked a phenomenon called the Big Bang. A surge of energy seemingly out of nowhere, which created all of everything in our universe. A burst of energy that turned nothing into something. Although, I think it didn't turn nothing into something. It destroyed everything, and the world had to start over. I think this war may be- Unfortunately, Doctors Caruso and Alvarez never returned to 2090 in time to reveal this forgotten history to the public. Perhaps it would not have done any good anyways. Memory is often affected by arrogance, the arrogance that has us believe so easily that we have been in constant progress since our inception, never considering that all the roads taken were taken before, that we are a doomed species that makes the same mistakes over and over and over again that we are the first to experience this world. Yes, our arrogance often dictates our memory, and not the other way around. If it were, Dr. Caruso would have remembered that Plutarch's true reason for Alexander's tears, the quote she so arrogantly flaunts in her first log, was incorrect. That the true quote says not, there were no more worlds to conquer, but of the infinite number of worlds, Alexander had not yet conquered one. Dreamwave is a podcast from Dreamwave Productions. This week's episode, Our Forgotten History, was written by Jamie Venezia, directed and edited by James Atkins, and performed by James Atkins, Saren Taylor, and Jamie Venezia. Stories from the Dreamwave theme music is composed by Justin Sarusky, and the show Bumper is read by Desiree Farnham. You can follow Dreamwave Productions on Instagram and Facebook and listen to all of the latest Stories from the Dreamwave episodes on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts.